الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أدعو إلى سبيل ربك بالحكمة والموعظة الحسنة وجادلهم بالتي أحسن وقال أبو بكر الصديق رضي الله تعالى عنه أينقص الدين وأنا حي My dear brothers and sisters, I am going to start with a story from India. In India, there was a reformer. His name is Allama Shibli Nu'mani. Maybe many of you know him. He died in the year 1914. And he's one of the founders of Natal Ulama and many, many educational projects in India. And he was a big reformer. At the end of his life, he lost one of his legs in an accident. So he could not walk properly. He could not actually move. The people have to help him. It is a story 125 years from now on, actually 1900-something. A small group of Muslims in India, somewhere very far away, they left Islam. They became Hindu. Very few people, not many, many people. Some people left Islam and they became Hindus. The news came to Shibli. Shibli became so much upset that so, you know, he could not eat or drink properly and he said, let me take me to my brothers. I want to see why they left Islam. What happened to them? I can't eat, I can't, I can't live my life. Unless I meet them, I see what's happening to them. And then that actually made him to change the curriculum in the ulama. And he made obligatory that every student, they must learn the language of their people, Hindi, Sanskrit, even English, all those languages. So people know really how to relate to the people. So you see this old man who cannot walk properly, Few people in India, somewhere, they leave Islam, and it makes him so much upset. He cannot stay in peace. He wants people to take him, and India is a very huge country. Thousands of miles to take him, to go there and meet those people. He cannot walk. Now, actually, Hamza has been telling how many people are leaving Islam. Actually, you know, so many atheists in the world. Nothing happened to us. What difference? We are young people. Most of you are here young. But people leave Islam. People don't worship your Lord. People don't know their creator. People don't even want to know him. Actually, people want to reject him. People want to, uh, to become his enemy. And we don't feel anything. You know, if something goes wrong to our job, or eating, drinking, we become so upset. If we don't find the food that we want, we become angry. If we don't have the peace that we want, we become angry. People don't worship their Lord. They don't know the creator. And nothing happens to us. And we are young people. Reason really is that we, life, life has changed. We don't have purpose in life. Actually, one of the Abbasid poet, Abu Nawas, he mentions about young people of his own age that what they think. You know, he says in one of the poetic verses that you know, these people think, إِنَّمَا الدُّنْيَا طَعَامٌ وَشَرَابٌ وَمُدَامٌ فَإِذَا فَاتَكَ هَذَا فَعَلَى الدُّنْيَا سَلَامٌ Dunya is just eating, drinking, wine, if you don't have drinking, eating wine, then we don't need dunya. We don't need to live here. Young people, only concern is to eat and drink. This should not be really. I'll tell you another poetic verse by Iqbal, that how he describes our young people. That we don't feel that we have, a we, have, we have a function in life. We have purpose in life. But what happened? Just eating, drinking, and rest. So he said to young people of his time, Tere sofe hai afrangi, tere qali hai irani. Young people, 
نہ زور حیدری تجھ میں نہ استغنا سلمانی تیرے صوفے ہے فرنگی دا صوفہ دیٹ یوز ایٹ ہوم دے کم فرام فرنچ فرام فرانس دے کم فرام یورپ تیرے قالی ہے ایرانی کارپٹس یوز یور ہاؤس دے کم فرام ایران فرام پرجیا لہو مشکور لاتی ہے جوانوں کی تر آسانی آئی ویپ ود بلڈ بلڈس کم ان مائی آئیز ون آئی کرائی دیٹ ینگ پیپل آر سو سو کمفرٹیبل لائف سو ایزی لائف ینگ پیپل جسٹ وانٹ ٹو ہیو ایزی لائف عمارت کیا شکوہے خوش روی بھی ہو تو کیا حاصل یو وانٹ ٹو بی رچ ایون اف یو کم کنگس اینڈ ماسٹرس آف دا ورلڈ نتھنگ کین چینج بیکاز یور لائف از جسٹ ایٹنگ ڈرنکنگ اینڈ ریسٹنگ مائی ڈیئر بردر سسٹرس یو نو وین یو لسن دا اسٹوریز آر دا پیپل لیو اسلام یو شوڈ ناٹ انجوائے دا فوڈ یو شوڈ ناٹ ریسٹ ریئلی دیر وار بکا صدیق اللہ تعالیٰ ہو ان ہز ٹائم سم پیپل ریفیوز ٹو پے زکوٰۃ اینڈ وکر صدیق وانٹ ٹو ڈیل ود پراپرلی اینڈ آل دا کمپینس اپوزڈ ہم نو بڈی وانٹ ٹو سپورٹ ہم واٹ ہی سیڈ ہسٹوریکل سینٹرس آئین قصد دین وانا ہی از اٹ پاسبل دیٹ ریلیجن از گوئنگ ٹو بی ڈکریزڈ اینڈ آئی ایم الائیو وین آئی ایم الائیو اٹ کین ناٹ ہیپن می آئی ایم دیئر اٹ نیٹ نیور نیور کا ہیپن ان مائی لائف ٹائم مائی ڈیئر بر دا سسٹر ایوری ون آف یو شوڈ ٹیک ان یور مائنڈ ریئلی اف دس اف پیپل لیو ریلیجن In my life, it never can happen. I will do everything to stop people from that. If we don't have this attitude, people gradually will leave Islam. And it's certainly really that people who follow obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will become very small minority. It is our duty. We must take some action. What some people think really, when people leave Islam, as Hamza actually said very nicely, many people think it should be a rational you know, uh, ground. That's what we think. Many of us have to be thinking, if people leave Islam, debate them, defeat them, they will come back. Nothing will happen. If you defeat them, they're not going to come back. You know, debate is there in Islam, but debate for a very small purpose. I tell the story of debate in Islam. The debate basically is from the story of Ibrahim al-Islam. The king of the time calls Ibrahim al-Islam and asks Ibrahim, who is your lord? Ibrahim says, my lord is the one who gives life and death. The king is stupid. He said, I can give life and death. Ibrahim understood properly the problem. Ibrahim wants to tell him, live life and death really. One small component of life is the light. Can you bring the sun? My Lord is the one who makes sun. He brings the sun from east, brings the sun from the west. This king, who was an unbeliever, he became speechless. He could not speak properly. Debate in Islam means that if somebody argues with you and you know the problem, then within one sentence or two sentences, show him the weakness of the argument. If you cannot show it and he can answer back, then you answer back, then he answers back. It is useless, fruitless, it is not going to serve any purpose. It is going to actually harm you and destroy you. That's what people do. It is just basically a mental exercise. People want to engage in something which has no purpose, no end at all, no profit, no messenger ever enter in such a debate, which is going on. Actually, what happening in debate, I'll tell you. Most audience, in the, when they come for debate, most audience, their knowledge is very little. The people who debate, actually, those people whose arguments convince them more, actually, are the people whose arguments are not strong. Because people don't have knowledge. So what they convince by, actually, not by knowledge, by something which can, which can actually make impact on their mind. It could be ignorance. It could be something actually not true, but they carry more influence by that. Sometimes people are more influenced by the wrong people rather than by right people. That's why debate is always hard. Second thing I should think really, 
okay, are we going to wait people until they become atheist, then we debate them? What rest of the people? What we are going to do for them? How do we going to keep them in Islam? And how are we going to make them to worship their Lord? Isn't our duty to teach people how to worship their Lord? We should teach them. If people are not atheists, still they need really some help. We need to think about that. That way the Quran said, Udu'u ila sabila rabbika bil hikmati. When you call people to the path of your Lord, don't debate, don't argue. Al-hikmah. Hikmah in Arabic language means that strong statement which is based on the nature, on the fitrah, and on the reason. If something is supported by reason and fitrah both, that becomes stronger. Hikmah, muhkam, very strong thing. That's how the prophets have been doing. When they call people, they call people with those statements which go deep in the nature, which go deep in the mind. They address the fitra and the mind at the same time. That they come out of Allah And same thing in the Quran, from beginning to end. Quranic argument and Quranic statements, all of them, they're based on the fitra and the depth of the nature and the mind. When these two go, they go deeper in mind of the people really. That's what we need to do. We need to teach people the Quran, how they understand the Quran. The, we need to, need to teach people how to understand the nature of fitrah. Because as you know, I understand it, many times people don't think, they have no, no time to think. We need to make people to understand the fitrah, to understand the nature properly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need proof really. Allah is more obvious than anything else. Anything you see in the universe, the obvious, Allah is more obvious than that. People know their mother and father. People should know their Lord before they know their father and mother. He is more deep in you than anything else. You depend upon him. Your job, you need a salary. And then after that, maybe you don't need your job. Allah, you need every moment. When I'm speaking, every word from my mouth comes because of him. When I'm standing, every energy comes from, from him. When I move, I walk because of him. Every single movement, every single thing in my life depends upon him. We can't speak, we can't drink, we can't talk without him. A child depends on the mother, he recognizes the mother. We depend on our Lord more than the child depends on their mother. Still we don't know him. Still we need proof for him, argument for him. We can't connect the people to their Lord. We can't connect the children to their mothers. It reminds me the story of an Indian film star, one of the, those people, you know, actor, once he said to a child, young child, I, you know, I'm so rich, I've got, you know, so much money in my account, I've got such a nice car, such a big palace, I've got so many things, what do you have? You know what the child said? I, I have my mother. To him, his mother is more precious than anything else. My dear brother, sister, every believer should say, I got my Lord. Dependence upon him, knowing him, being with him, makes us so important. We should think really. Power comes from him, energy comes from him. We can't relate ourselves to our Lord. We need proof. Reason really, we did not teach people properly. If you don't teach people what, who their mothers and father are, they will be ignorant. People need to learn that. And in the Quranic, just I, I mentioned you know, a few things from the Quran. How the Quranic argument is, Quran actually never, never makes any rational argument to prove Allah. Actually, truth of the matter really is, in this world, when you use the mind to prove something, most often if people don't understand fitra, 
they can corrupt the argument. They can impress people, they can influence people, but with corruption. People who are right and those who are wrong, both have got a racial argument. And both of them influence. You know, if somebody wins a racial argument, it never necessarily means that he's right, he's true. It never means really. It just means he has got more skill how to manipulate the mind of the people that the people do. Think really, when I follow something, when I understand something, what happens really? How do you know this thing? How, how do you know something right? When somebody make argument, something right, then how you think really he's right? What makes you to understand that it's right? Think about that. It's if you don't know right or wrong, if you don't know truth, somebody makes argument, what makes you to think that this person is right, his argument right? Think really. Most people don't understand this thing, what's happening. There's something deep in your nature. If you don't have that nature, it never can happen, somebody can prove something. Without that being nature, you never can know right and wrong. That what we need to understand really. How our nature feels about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody asked one of the great uh, scholars, Abdul Rahman Nabi Hatim Rahmullah Ta'ala, about a man who said, Araftullaha bil aqli wal ilham. I knew Allah because of my mind and because of inspiration. He said, Man qala araftullaha bil aqli wal ilham, fahuwa mubattadayun. Those people who say, we know Allah because of the reason or because it's inspiration, he has got bid'ah. In mentioned religion, it's not right. Arafna kulla shayin billah. We know everything because of Allah. Allah makes us to know. Allah makes us to know everything. That's why we know everything comes because He has made us to know. Knowledge does not come from nowhere. It is coming because He made the knowledge deep in our nature. We know everything because of Him. Somebody asked the Nuhi Sayyidina Muhammadullah Ta'ala, Bimada Arafta Rabbak. How did you know your Lord? Qala araftu rabbi bi rabbi. I know my Lord because of my Lord. He led me to himself. He made me to know him. You know, tell, ask a child, how do you know your mother? He knows his mother by his mother. He sees her that she actually looks after him. She loves him. She cares for him. She wakes for him all the night. A child never has any proof for mother. Child knows the mother. If his mother is among millions of the women, he will know who his mother is. Because he has got this attachment, this connection with the mother. Because she cares for him, she loves him, she does everything for him. Our Lord does everything for him, we don't know him. That's why the Quran starts, the first verse of the Quran actually is not to prove Allah. What Quran says? Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Thank him. Know his favors. His favors upon you are more than the favors of your mother. More than any favors. Know him by, by that. So, you know, his name is said, Araf to Rabbi, be Rabbi. I know my Lord because of my Lord. And then he said, Walaula Rabbi, ma Araf to Rabbi. Had not my Lord been then, I never would have known my, my Lord. Abdullah and Rabaha Rahmullah Ta'ala, whose great companion poet as well, he said, Wallahi, Laula, Laula Allahu, Mahatadaina, Wala Tasadakna, Wala Salaina. By Allah, if Allah had not been there, we never would have been guided. We never would have done any sadaqah or charity of prayer. Allah made us to do this thing. And that poet said, قَالُوا اُتِنَا بِبَرَاهِينَ فَقُلْتُ لَهُمْ أَنَّا يَقُومُ عَلَى الْبُرْحَانِ بُرْحَانُ They ask me, bring proof for Allah. I ask them, do you need proof for the proof? Allah is the proof. 
Allah is the Burhan. You need Burhan for him. He is deep in the nature. You don't need to prove Allah. You really just need to erase the heart, the nature. Make people to remind them. That's why Quran reminds people about Allah in so many different ways. Fitra, by problem, when people have difficulty, they come to their true nature. Bring the problem. So sometimes they strike their mind. Sometimes remind them by the death. You're going to die, you, you challenge Allah who you are. Sometimes Allah reminds them where you're coming from. From drop of the water, think who you are. So re, re, reminding your reality, remind the end of the life, remind the day of judgment. All they are in the re, deep in the nature. So my dear brother, brother, sister, truth of the matter really is this problem can be solved. But the way is not really to debate or to fight or to argue with the people. Debate the way is right way. Teach people about their Lord. Make those madrasas, those schools, those colleges where people go and learn properly, where they actually can make their mind work properly. They can think properly. They can understand their nature. They can read the book of Allah and they understand what it means really. They have love for Allah and love for all the people. They want to be guided and they want to guide everybody else. In Cambridge Islamic culture, that's what we're making effort really. We want people to become thinkers. They use the mind. Quran says those people who don't use their mind, we're going to make their mind dirty. Quran says, Those people who don't use their mind, we put dirt on their mind. We Muslims need to use the mind. That actually basic, basic teaching the Quran. There are so many books written in the world. But no books repeat and ask people all the time. Think, understand, remember. No book says so much. People write the book, then you understand. But no book reminds you, think, understand, you know, remember, as Quran does. In every single page, Quran keeps saying, tafakkaroon, tadakkaroon, idabbaru, think, contemplate, all the time. And the people who carry this book, they don't use the mind, don't think, they don't make to, they don't want to understand. We need to, Allah SWT has given mind to think. Allah has made us in best structure. And part of the best structure is the mind. Mind, the most noble thing that people have been given. Most noble thing any human being has been given is the mind. And that the Quran says, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنَ تَقْوِيمِ We create the mankind in the best structure. We gave the mind. They can think and understand. But thinking, understanding, using the mind is the most difficult thing. That's why Quran says in other words, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدِ We create the mankind in hardship. Basic structure, but hardship. Because this basic structure means you cannot rest. You must work hard. You must use the mind. Using the mind is the most difficult thing. That's what we want to want in the college, to train people how to think, how to understand. Don't accept something because somebody says. Always make effort to make the mind knowledge to become internally your knowledge. You analyze the knowledge. You process the information. You think it is right or wrong. Your mind should actually make, make conclusion whether something true or something false. You make effort. This knowledge is important. Otherwise, if religion is not taught with the, wisdom, with the reasoning, religion will become culture. Any religion, if there is no reasoning behind that, no rational argument, religion becomes just a culture. And culture easily can be left behind. Anybody can change. People have culture from Pakistan. They come to this country, they leave it behind. Every time people are ready to accept new culture. If religion becomes culture, it is easy to leave it. We need to make religion as religion. And religion only can be religion with thinking. Because religion is based on Iman. And Iman means to use the mind. There is no Iman if people don't think. 
Islam is based on Iman, on Imani thinking. To my dear brother, sister, that's what we want to do. We don't want to make teaching superficial. We want to make teacher, teaching deeper, in the, deep in the mind. When Iman goes deep in the mind, you can take out the skill of the people. You can kill them, but you cannot, cannot take Iman. Iman never can be taken out. What can be taken out is the culture, not Iman. We want to create the Iman. Unfortunately, most Muslims, they don't have Iman. They belong to Iman. They belong to Islam. Their Islamic identity, but not Iman. Iman is not identity. Iman is not actually belonging. If you belong to a community, you are not a believer. If people be belong to Muslims, they are not believers. If you are born in a Muslim family, they are not believers. Belief only comes when it becomes part of their mind. That's why the Quran said about Arab Bedouins, Arab Bedouins say, we are believers. Say, you are not believers. You only belong to Islam. Belong not religion. Most Muslims in the world, they just belong to Iman. They, they have identity. They are not mu'min. They are not believers. Belief comes with thinking and mind. This is what we're doing really. And now we're doing our part to teach people. You need to do your part. Wake up like Mawla Shirin Nomani. Wake up and don't rest until this call is established and you can have a future for your children where they can come and learn and they can be connected to their Lord. You need to work hard. This vital we are asking you that make support and tell you the story. When the Prophet left Medina in Hijra, Makkah, and he came to Medina, he needed some support. He came to Medina. Muhajini are there. Then the Prophet said, everybody here, they need to support. You know what Ansar did? They said, actually, if you have got two houses, one house for Muhajir brother. Our money, half money go to Muhajir brother. Every single thing, half go to them. Even some of them said, if you have got two wives, one wife to them. So they said, no, no, we don't want your wives. You know, this actually how they want to make sacrifice. And Quran said about these people, they prefer other people over their need, even if they have got very urgent need. Still, they prefer other people. To my dear brother, sister, you have got actually a chance to support. And when you support, Allah will give you the same reward as for the people who are working there.